0: Welcome to the Text in Us podcast. My name is George Fricks. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, L. Grover Fricks, to continue discussing Genesis as we begin in chapter two.
1: That's right. That's where we left off. It's where we're picking up uh we've had some listener questions come in if you have any questions please continue to throw them at us and after a bit once we've got a good stack of them we'll probably do a questions uh episode and go through them together so thanks so much uh but we're going to jump into genesis 2 right now uh and start working through it so here we go better chapter 2 The heavens and the earth were finished, and all their armies. God finished on the seventh day all of his craftsmanship that he had made. He was still on the seventh day from all the craftsmanship that he had made. God knelt for the seventh day. He set it apart, for within that day he was still from all his craftsmanship that God had carved. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth that were carved. On the day that Yahweh God made earth and heaven, before every bush of the field was in the earth, and before every green thing of the field had grown, Yahweh God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. There was no person to work the dirt. Mist, as from a firebrand, rose from the earth and watered all the face of the dirt. As a potter, Yahweh God squeezed and formed a person of the dust of the dirt. He blew in their nostrils the breath of life, and the person became a living soul. Yahweh God fastened as tent pegs a garden in Aden, luxurious delight in the east. He placed the person there that he had squeezed into form. Yahweh God grew from the dirt. Every tree delightful to see and good to eat. A tree of the life in the midst of the garden and the tree of the experience of good and violence. A river was departing from Eden to water the garden. From there it broke into pieces and became four heads. The name of the first is Pishon, the one that frisks like a horse, which encompasses all of the whirling land of Havilah, the circle where there is gold gold of that land is good the pearl and gemstones are there the name of the second river is gihon the one that gushes forth which encompasses all the land of kush the name of the third river is Khidakel, the rapid one which goes east of ashur the place of the archer sun god the fourth river is prat the fruitful one Yahweh God took the person and rested them in the garden to work it and to keep it safe. Yahweh God decreed over the person, from every tree of the garden, you may surely eat. From the tree of the experience of good and violence, you will not eat. For on the day that you eat from it, dying, you will die. Yahweh God said, it is not good for the person to be alone. I will make for the person an ally parallel to them. As a potter, Yahweh God squeezed and formed from the dirt every living thing of the field and every flying thing of the heaven. Each came to the person to see what the person would call to them. All that the person called to them, that was the name of the living soul. The person called names to all of the silent animals, the flying ones of the sky, to all the living beings of the field. To the person, there was no ally parallel to them to be found. Yahweh God dropped a heavy snoring sleep upon the person who slumped over asleep. He took one of the crossbeams of the person and closed the flesh underneath it. Yahweh God took the crossbeam from the person and built a woman. He brought her to the person. The person said, this time. Strong bone of my strong bone, joyful body of my joyful body. This I call Isha, woman, for from a man she was taken. Therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother and cling to his woman. They will become one body. Both the person and the woman were naked and not embarrassed. Thanks be to
0: God. Thanks be to God. Yeah, great. Thank you for reading that. Yeah. Okay, I want to dive in and start talking about some of the translation. Choices. Uh, and choices. So what I've done here just to kind of help organize things is I've actually kind of split this into three segments. Okay. Um, and for those of you listening, the first section that I'm going to look at is specifically verses one through eight. Okay. And so the first thing that stood out to me about this section was this phrase in the first line, which is, and all of their armies. And
1: all their armies.
0: All their armies. Super weird phrase. It seems kind of vague. Yes. What is it talking about? Um, Normally, we see this translated as something like hosts or some sort of reference to the stars. Why did you choose armies?
1: I chose armies because there is a word for stars. And it wasn't used. Um, And I think, you know, as we talked about in our values, the translator, uh, the writer of the story is very intentional and inspired by God. And if they had wanted to write stars, they could have written stars, but they didn't. They said Sabaot, which you might recognize um, if you have an older style Bible, Sabaot, right, is one of the titles of God. Um, And that just means hosts or armies. it's used continually in military contexts in the rest of the bible if you want to check the concordance um, it's there so the question is is armies being used as a metaphor for the stars maybe um, that would be interesting right um, i would have some questions about why they chose that metaphor but it's still possible that that's what it means instead of choosing the word for lights or rot, or stars, um, this yeah. picture. Or bum bum bum, the other possibility. If you like to get jazzy with it, you could say this is where angels were created, right? Sure. Because there's no Lord of hosts. Right. There's no particular verse that says where angels were created. Um, and certainly in the story where uh Elisha, Elisha, is able to see armies later, it is armies of angels right. um, that he can see
0: around him. Right, and that. no, I like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah so who good. knows? I'll leave that up to listeners, of course, sure. as always, but that was the idea.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I also love the image behind the word knelt in this first paragraph, mm-hmm. God knelt for the seventh day. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally that's blessed, right? right? It's translated as blessed. So tell me about the image behind knelt and why you chose that.
1: Right. Um, Probably three different things. We talked a little bit about this last time, but the word for uh, to bless is the same as the word to kneel. It comes from their word for knee, specifically like the body part knee. The word braca is their word for pool and it's called that because it's the place where the camels will come and kneel down to be able to drink. Hmm. So the picture, they're inextricably linked here. We just always translate it bless and again I think the theology of blessing is really important and I'm not trying to take that out um but I do number one want to get rid of the lullaby effect um you know we've heard it this way our whole lives and then secondly um I think it goes with the rest that um is being painted for us here right if you picture someone kneeling down uh nerd moment episode one of Star Wars right <laughs> Obi-Wan wrong. and Qui-Gon yep. Yep. they're waiting they rest they kneel right um, so it's a picture there great score inclusion there George um, I love it yep. uh, and then the third thing is that our translation tradition that we see all the time uh, there's a tradition of making sure and trying to be really careful that we don't anthropomorphize God so we don't imagine God as an actual person, because our theology says that he is a spirit. Right. That is true. I'm not saying that God has a giant spirit body and he walks around or whatever. He's omnipresent. But the Bible continually gives us these pictures of him as a person. And so I don't want to worry too much about us accidentally thinking of God the wrong way. I just want to present the Bible as it is. So those are the three different reasons I picked
0: Nelt. Yeah. No. Great. Well, and we're also created in his image, so right. I'm not. I'm not a gaseous form <laughs> floating about. Probably. Blown by the breeze. Yeah. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. No. And I think that's a good point about anthropomorphism, which leads me to my next observation, Ooh. which is uh, your inclusion of uh god as a potter right uh which we see uh when he's creating man god uh as a potter squeezed and formed a person right which is a great imagery so but a potter isn't something i normally see in this passage
1: right if you are fluent in the bible You might have other passages pop to mind Um, In the major prophets and Romans We hear God all the time as a potter So it makes Mm -hmm. sense to me That in those passages The people listening who know Hebrew And know their Bible would Mm -hmm. think Ah, this is referencing creation Um, So the word choice, the image behind it uh, Comes from Again, craftsmanship images So we had carving earlier We had the hammered vault And here we Mm -hmm. have squeezing Mm -hmm. Yep
0: Yeah So it says potter in the text then?
1: Um, No, that is part of the verb. And it's hard to put that in. So you could write it, Yahweh God squeezed like a potter and formed a person. Got it. But that is a little clunkier, squeezed like a potter. Does a potter squeeze in a certain way, right? So I put that before. It doesn't say like a potter got squeezed but it's there in the verb in the verb there's the
0: it's a verb used for making pottery right right okay that's what I was curious about where does it come from in the right in this text
1: right. that's the same uh principle by the way when I have missed like a firebrand mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fastened as tent pegs mm-hmm. I'm just trying to fit in the imagery that's already there within the text that the original listeners would immediately think of Right, Um, but that we miss because we don't know our Hebrew. Right, most of us don't.
0: Right, and it brings so much imagery to your mind if you think of mist as a firebrand. You know, uh, do they call that stoking? No, quenching. When you put the Mm -hmm, firebrand into mm -hmm. the into the water, and all the steam comes out. Yes, which we
1: would know because we forged our wedding rings. We did.
0: It was a very cool experience. (laughs) I highly recommend it for all of the lovers out there.
1: um <laughs> go on <laughs> i'm a fan okay <laughs> continue
0: okay uh last observation from this uh, section. section is uh at the very end yep you say a garden in eden mm-hmm. and uh for those of us who love to talk about the garden of eden we say what i just said we say the garden of eden and that's not what is here it's the Garden in eden Mm -hmm. uh, which is very different right so what is eden how's the garden in it um i think that's a super interesting thought yeah Um,
1: yeah for all of my hebrew students um who've learned about smichut form it's not in of form it's not in the smichut form it's ba, which in our very first class together we learned means in so it's definitely in eden or as it's pronounced Aiden. Also, with each of these place names, um, if you're looking at the visual and we're figuring out the best way to get that visual to you, um, I say the name and then I say its translation. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're confused about that, that was what was happening. A, then luxurious delight is the translation. But you're saying, what's the implication of the garden being in Eden rather than named Eden? Yeah.
0: And we had kind of talked a little bit and, you know, there's other places in the text where Eden is mentioned. And so you'd have to kind of look through, but, uh, I think it's an interesting thought that perhaps Eden is something larger than the garden itself. Mm -hmm. Perhaps even the world itself is Eden, Mm -hmm. which I love given your translation of luxurious delight, this image that God, who just created the world, right? We're still talking about the creation of the world. Right, and so, he said
1: it was good. And he
0: said it was good. And then there's this, the world is his luxurious delight. And inside of his luxurious delight, there is this garden.
1: Yes, yes, I love that, um, right? Because we're supposed to steward steward the earth. Uh, <laughs> right. And I think that goes with that. Of course, he would steward something which God sees as luxurious
0: right. delight. Excellent. Okay, so that closes off section one. Section two is going to be looking at verses 9 through 17. Great. And my first observation here is, uh, again, something that I presume most people are familiar with uh, in the text, which is the garden of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And in your translation, you change that. You make two changes specifically. Uh, First, it's the uh, tree of the experience of the yep. knowledge of good and violence. Yep. So two changes, one is experience, one is violence. Can you talk about those two things?
1: Yes, so uh, if you have been running around in some biblical studies for a while, you already know that yada is the word for experiential knowledge. Um, so I'm just translating mm-hmm. that experience there so because it's something um, uh, to do with seeing, it's right. actually the link there. So when it says that Adam knew Chava, it's he's knowing her experientially because right. he he's present. seeing her. He's present in yeah. it, right? um So that's why I went with experience. And then I am still looking. I am like another nerd moment. I'm like Gandalf in the bottom of that. Dungeon or where wherever he is, and
0: Minas Tirith.
1: Thank you, Minas Tirith. Yeah. Looking through all the papers, uh, checking all the languages. I'm trying to find a picture for good because so far I'm just coming up with the abstract word "good," which, you know, is good. Uh-huh. But um, I'm I'm trying to find the picture in that. We do have a picture for evil, right? Which again, this esoteric abstract ideas aren't really the norm in Hebrew pictures are the Norman Hebrew so the picture behind ra or ra is of shattering violence Mm. Um, specifically something that makes a really loud noise as it's being destroyed Um, I believe it's onomatopoeic so it's the sound Right. Um, So to me, that would imply that good, if it's the opposite of shattering, violence has to do with wholeness and healing, right? But I haven't found anything more than just that that idea to support that. So we'll see. Maybe an additional come in the future. Stay tuned. Sure. Anyways,
0: (laughs) I like it. It gives a refreshing kind of look at the tree. Right. Um, And
1: validates the experience of violence for people who have been victims of it. That's what evil is.
0: Yes, okay, so um, you've pointed out already yeah. your choice to include translations with some of the name places. Mm-hmm. And we see in this section the four rivers as well as a few locations right? Um, that come out of the garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to kind of look at those, uh, we have
1: Pishon, Gihon. Khidakel and Prat are right. the names of the rivers. And right. then Khavila, Kush, and um, Ashur are the places. Right.
0: Four rivers, three places. Right. One garden.
1: Seven. All together. All together. Uh, yeah. So Kush specifically is a kingdom that existed in the Bronze Age or started in the Bronze Age, which tells us something interesting about possible dating if you're into that but kush extended up from the top of egypt down across northeastern um africa through ethiopia so sometimes if you see um ethiopia there or Mm -hmm. sometimes i've even seen sudan um that's because it includes that whole area ashur is the biblical name for assyria um and it's both a city and an empire. So it existed as a city, of course, long before it became an empire. But we see that first picture and it's Ashur um, is the name of an archer sun god, which is why I put that there in Mesopotamian religion. So from the forefront, we have this seed of what where empire will come from, even in Eden. Right,
0: right. Yeah, good. And then uh, I noticed also that We normally see Tigris and Euphrates used here. Yes. (laughs) And that is not what you've put. I'm assuming that that is not what we see in the Hebrew.
1: That's correct. It is a blatant choice, uh, in my opinion. And I get Perhaps where they're coming to find from. a location. Get to define a location. They want to make sure that people feel like the Bible is historically rooted. I believe that it's historically rooted. And Euphrates shares a root with Prat. But it does not say Tigris. That is um, just wildly right. added in by translators. Right. So... You know, okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I I have got some feelings about that, but I don't need
0: to dump them all out. Sure. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, Yeah. So we have these rivers listed, um, and we have God who takes the person Mm -hmm. and rests them in the garden. Right.
1: Yes, that word rest there has to do with like repose, mm-hmm. like uh, a Victorian person on a chaise lounge. <laughs> so right. it's not nap, it's not sleep, it's not the word for be still, right. but it's something that's been set there to, right. to enjoy.
0: Right, well, and I like that because um, we also just have God resting on the seventh day. Right. Even. Right. So there's some parallelisms there. From the very beginning. From the when very we beginning.
1: get sat down. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Right.
0: Yep. Right. And, and then um, you translate the person I throughout do. this passage. I do. And uh, we often see it translated a man, mm-hmm. uh, or we'll see uh, oftentimes mm. in verse 20, it will actually say Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam. Yep. Right. So.
1: Yes, I am not attempting here to be, you know, political, um, put my own agenda into the text. That's not what's happening. Um, The reason that I translate it, the person, is because it has this ha prefix. Hmm. Um, The sound H is the word for the in Hebrew. Um, and you never, ever, ever would per- put the in front of a person's name, just like right. I wouldn't say I'm the El Gruber Fricks unless I'm being very pretentious. Right. Um, and so it's a title. Uh, and Adam is used later, especially in the Psalms, to describe humanity when God's talking about his purposes for the world. Yeah. He'll use Adam for all of humanity, and obviously he's not talking about a person named Adam. He's talking about all of us. Well, and it
0: never says that he's named Adam either. Right. It never happens.
1: Right. So later, the word for man is very clearly ish. um, And we see that, and I translate it, man, at that point, when it's appropriate. But um, it's not until then. So if you know the Midrash, that's a whole thing, too. Um, I'm guessing if you're coming over from Bama, you're already familiar with the Midrash. um, So we don't need to go into it here. But definitely says the person
0: Um, Right. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing from this section then would be uh, an odd phrasing, which is dying, you will die. And this is in reference to God instructing the person to not eat from the tree. Right. Uh, But it's an unusual repetition of words to say dying, you will die.
1: Yes. So there is a grammar structure in Hebrew where if you want to emphasize the certainty that something will happen, you say it twice in that form. So actually, right before that, it also says, from every tree of the garden, eating you may eat. I translated it there the way it normally is translated, surely you may eat. Yeah. Um, so eating it you may eat and dying you will die both it's a convention um which right. sounds unusual maybe to us but we think it's just for emphasis emphasis okay yep okay great question
0: great okay so third and final section which is verse Ooh. 17 through 25 uh, starting in verse 17, God has this conversation with himself about how it is not good for the person to be alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he decides to make an ally parallel to them.
1: Yes, which by the way, that includes um, <laughs> you know, women in the fact that we're also not supposed to be alone. It's not that we're somehow mm-hmm. like, you know, immune to isolation, which would be bizarre and right. Pretty obviously not the case. Um, so, yep, ally parallel to them. Edzer is in um, military context all the time. We see it in um, the battle with all the armies mm-hmm. and Khadar al with. Um, Uh, Avraham has to come in and save Lot it talks about the additional military forces that were brought in Um, so that's why I chose ally again not trying to be political just trying to talk about what it says and then parallel to them often that's translated against them or Um, suitable for right there is a different word that means like propped up against Um, sorry to the rabbis I know they like the plank image but um but it's more of parallel to them, which makes sense in in the context.
0: Okay, great. Yep. This next paragraph following that uh, is the creation of animals. Mm -hmm. And there are a number of distinct parallelisms here from the creation of the person and the animals where you've mirrored that language. And um, I'll point out a few of those. They both start with as a potter. Mm -hmm. You've kept that in there, God squeezed and formed. Uh, with a person is from the dust of the dirt with the animals is just from the dirt interesting observation um, yeah and the animals here um get names uh, from the person and the person gets the breath of life so a little bit of difference but they both become living souls at the end uh, and
1: yeah it says it calls them living souls right Yeah, so um, all that the person called to them, that was the name of the living soul. So the word there or words in the Hebrew is nefesh, which um, translated 500 times Mm. and the word is soul so if we were to try to make you know the other 10 times where it's talking about animals mysteriously not, not soul yeah that seems a little convenient for me so that we can fit what we're comfortable with with imagining animals into our expectations if we're going to translate something 500 times one way we should translate it the other way so mm. that's my opinion it comes from um the picture of breath if you're curious and then just means living
0: yeah life right right so some wrestling there
1: Yep, enjoy.
0: Okay, moving on then. Uh, I love this line uh, that comes up, uh, which is God dropped a heavy snoring sleep upon the person (laughs) who slumped over asleep. Yes. The image there is so good. Uh, I like this idea of God dropping something on Adam. Yeah, I was so
1: surprised when I saw that in the text for the first time since learning Hebrew because it's the same as falling, caused to fall.
0: Yeah, no, it makes me think of the meme of God you know, sprinkling the seasoning on the earth. Oh, just a little di- Oh, just oh. drop that on him. Okay, he's out. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: God doesn't make mistakes, George. Take okay. them seriously. Okay, yes. So he drops that. I think there is some humor in there. I love that um the word for ribs there comes from cross beams. Yeah, what else?
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Uh yeah, so um the strong bone, joyful the strong bone, <laughs> joyful body.
1: Yes, that is inherent in the picture um, from the word. So it's not in the Hebrew, there isn't a noun and then an adjective. Right. It's just inherent in the noun. And so I want to flesh that out a little bit. See what I did there? Yeah, I did. Um, Okay.
0: No, that's good. Um, Those are my final observations.
1: Wonderful. Well, there is so much in here. There is. Um, I had
0: to throw away pages and pages of notes.
1: And I hope that our listeners uh, enjoy hearing all those things and coming up with their own uh, excuse me, you didn't talk about this. If that pops up for you, please email me at lgroverfrix at gmail.com and we'll add it to our stack to go through for a, a episode on questions. Yes. And I'll also answer you. You won't just have to sit there in silence. Wondering if I've seen your email, I will answer you. Um, Yes, this one's longer than the last one. Uh, We're experimenting with length here. Uh, If you have a preference and you would like us to know it while we're still playing around and figuring out our format, send us your opinion. We'd love to hear it. Okay, I think that's it.
0: All right. Thanks for listening. This has been the Text in Us podcast, and we will see you next week.
1: All right. Bye.